G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. A special welcome to Lyle Shelton from the Australian Christian Lobby. Hello, Lyle. Yeah, good morning, Neil. Great to be with you and uh, great to hear of the terrific result in your Visionathon over the weekend. You know what? We're blown away by that and uh, very excited about the way that listeners supported that Visionathon just so passionately. Just uh, an exciting thing. Well, your work's so important, Neil, and uh, I really appreciate it and appreciate the platform you give to organisations like us to get a message out. So well done to everyone who supported you. It's uh, fantastic. Thank you so much, Lyle. Uh, look, Parliament back sitting for the final fortnight of the year, and I guess most of the mainstream media is going to be concentrating on uh, those two industrial relations bills that brought about the double dissolution election. Uh, those are on the agenda early this week, Lyle. Yeah, that's right, Neil. And it looks like uh, the government is is garnering the numbers on the crossbench. Uh, There's negotiations going on with the Nick Xenophon team. Uh, He holds crucial votes there that are needed to get this across. And it looks like Darren Hinch, uh, the independent senator from uh, Victoria, might also be amenable to supporting this. So it's looking positive that the government could uh, end the year on what it would consider a high note in being able to pass legislation designed to uh, curtail what it Uh, calls lawlessness on building sites and it would seem there's some merit to this uh, given the revelations in that long-running coal royal commission into uh, union uh, practices in the construction industry so one that the government will be wanting to really press home a political advantage over its labour opponents uh, in the last two weeks before Christmas. Uh, All sorts of revelations and you know perhaps it is uh, you know who you were listening to by way of what sort of media report but uh, there is obvious concern about the economic hit uh, to wages and profits, and they've got pressure on our national deficit. Undoubtedly, uh, economic issues are going to be quite strong over this coming weeks. Yes, uh, they are, and uh, we've seen the Treasurer, Scott Morrison, uh, commenting t- uh, today on uh, new analysis of our Uh, budget deficit situation, which suggests uh, we could well be in deficit well beyond uh, the 2021 uh, aspiration that the government has uh, to try and uh, bring the deficit under control. Uh, That in turn putting pressure on our AAA credit rating. So economic issues are certainly to the fore, and I'm sure the government will be using uh, those issues uh, as pressure on uh, the crossbenchers to to pass the uh, building and construction uh, watchdog legislation as a way to try and drive efficiencies in the construction industry as a way to try and then in turn assist the economy. So um, so this is very much the focus and I'm sure the government will be very keen to have the focus on these issues away from the issue that has dominated uh, the parliament since it uh, resumed after the election and that is the whole same-sex marriage fiasco. Uh, so you don't think there'll be too much uh, debate and discussion about marriage over these coming weeks, given that the, the plebiscite is dead in the water? Is, uh, is that the, the thought that there might be about the marriage debate? Look, anything can happen in politics, Neil, but uh, it's my very 
clear expectation that that issue now that uh, Bill Shorten and Labor, with the support of the Nick Xenophon team and, uh, and other crossbenchers, uh, voted down and killed off the plebiscite, uh, that that issue is now dead in the water for the time being. Uh, it's got nowhere to go politically, and uh, I expect uh, that that uh, will, will hardly be, be even raised over the uh, course of the next two parliamentary sitting weeks. I'm sure there'll be attempts to revive the issue in the new year, but uh, we certainly, um, as ACL and, and other organisations that are working hard to preserve marriage, uh, we certainly take a lot of comfort going into the end of 2016 with marriage in Australia still preserved. And, and thanks to um, all those who have supported this campaign over many, many years, particularly as things have, have looked um, looked very uh, desperate at, at different times, uh, we've, we've been able to withhold this in Australia. And I'm looking forward to 2017 and continuing to campaign to make sure we preserve the definition of marriage for the future. And we won't stop talking about the importance of understanding marriage between a man and a woman, uh, even if debate does seem to slow down a little. Uh, we'll keep uh, bringing those issues to the fore. Uh, it gives us a good opportunity, though, Lyle, to talk about some other really important issues, because when the marriage issue does completely dominate the agenda, there's a lot of other things that don't get discussed. Uh, and a couple of those just to, to raise with you, of course, or uh, well, one of those is, uh, of course, the paid parental leave schemes. And there's some uh, talk of a compromise that the government might bring between the government scheme and the employer's scheme. Have you got any thoughts on the, on the paid parental scheme and what ways uh, the debate might go this coming fortnight? Yeah, this is uh, another fascinating issue which will be dominating politics uh, in the last two sitting weeks. Um, th- there is a an 18-week uh, taxpayer-funded paid parental leave scheme which uh, the Labor government uh, introduced when it was last in power under the then Minister uh, Jenny Macklin. And uh, that's a, a modest uh, scheme which provides uh, payment to new mums, uh, as I say, over 18 weeks uh, based on um, the minimum wage. Uh, so it, it's not a full wage replacement, but it certainly does provide uh, some assistance to young mums. There has been concern that uh, uh, mums who are in the uh, public service have access to a, a paid parental scheme there and uh, Joe Hockey famously got into trouble by referring to double dipping. Um, I think what the government is trying to do uh, is to um, stop, stop that situation where you've got uh, women able to access two schemes, the public scheme as well as a public service scheme. But uh, a sweetener to that is, is being uh, to... Um, increase the generosity of the taxpayer-funded scheme from 18 weeks to take it out to 20 weeks, and that would uh, provide an extra $1,300 to the average mother. Uh, that looks like it's getting uh, support, uh, looks like it's getting cross-bench support, and uh, that'll be one to watch. Uh, that'll be a significant uh, reform uh, should that pass the Parliament in these last two sitting weeks. Uh, Lyle, the Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull has been at APEC over the weekend and uh, the famous meeting with uh, Barack Obama and his outgoing uh, president role. Uh, of course, they would have talked a lot about the Asia-Pacific Economic uh, the Partnerships, the TPP, uh, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, but also uh, undoubtedly they'd have been talking about what's happening in Syria. Uh, there's something important that you're, uh, you have as an initiative so far as the genocide that's going on in Syria. You've got a Stop the Genocide petition. Uh, is, this, uh, is this something that uh, you think will get some traction and, and, uh, and, and have our parliamentarians think more deeply about the issues that are going on in Syria? 
Yes, that, that's uh, certainly the aim of um, this initiative, uh, Neil. We, we've got an online petition running. Uh, around about 6,000 people have signed that uh, over the weekend since we launched it uh, on Friday, and that's uh, very pleasing. But uh, what we're wanting to achieve through this is um, to have a motion passed in the Australian Parliament that recognises that what ISIS has committed over the last couple of years in Syria and Iraq against Christians, against Yazidis, against minority Shia Muslims and, and other uh, minorities uh, is genocide. Um, now, this has been uh, recognised by the United States Congress. Um, it's been recognised by the United Kingdom Parliament. We think the Australian Parliament should pass a similar motion, and that's what the, um, the uh, online petition is designed to do, is to demonstrate uh, strong public support for the Australian Parliament to do this, because uh, the more governments around the world that uh, pass motions recognising what has occurred as genocide, the more... Um, pressure that puts on the United Nations to instigate war crimes proceedings against the perpetrators. And as the war in Syria and Iraq uh, comes to an end, um, it's important that, uh, that the uh, mechanisms are in place uh, uh, to, to take that sort of action. So we think this is important. I'm, I'm reasonably confident that we can see uh, a motion passed in the federal parliament uh, before parliament rises at the end of next week. And uh, I'd encourage as many people to sign uh, that petition uh, on our website at acl.org.au um, to sign that as possible so that we can demonstrate as much support before that um, motion comes before the parliament, possibly as early as next week. Well, when we think of that word genocide, we think of ethnic cleansing. And of course, uh, mass murders are part of all of uh, that uh, whole uh, you know, issue that goes along with genocide. Of course, with ethnic cleansing, that's people being killed, but also people being uh, cast out of the nation. And, and so this idea of the refugee crisis continuing to a spiral out of control. Uh, there is one new initiative, Peter Dutton, uh, canvassing the idea of an increase uh, to refugee t- the refugee intake in Australia. What can you tell us about what uh, what's breaking with that's a fairly new item? Yeah, um, this is breaking news out of Canberra just this morning, and. Uh the, the uh, Minister for Immigration, Peter Dutton, uh, responding to the crisis that is going on in Syria and Iraq, and, and um, you're right to, to call it genocide as we are, uh, are wanting it to be called, uh, because what we've seen is uh, that war cause um, really the uh, the cleansing of Christians in particular, and as I say, other religious minorities, but particularly Christians, out of the cradle of uh, Christianity. These are some of the most ancient Christians dating right back to just after the time of Christ. Uh, and, and they've pretty much been expunged from that region, and that's a terrible tragedy. And so Peter Dutton this morning uh, announcing that... Uh, that the government would be willing to consider an even higher humanitarian intake, uh, I think is very welcome news in the light of that war that's gone on over there. And uh, we've we've been calling for this for some time. Uh, we saw an extra 12,000 places granted last year just before Tony Abbott uh, lost the prime ministership. Uh, but we'd like to see uh, uh, that sort of those sort of numbers uh, and even slightly higher continue uh, every year, so that we would see somewhere between 26 and 30,000 uh, refugees given uh, asylum in Australia uh, each year and that would be a doubling of, of the current numbers. So we think uh, as a rich nation we could handle that and it's good to see Peter Dutton uh, suggesting that that could be possible and of course that's possible because of the strong uh, border protection measures that the government has taken uh, which obviously have not been without criticism but uh, to be able to get an orderly um, flow uh, at, at the borders uh, does then allow uh, us to increase the humanitarian intake and I think that's a good thing. 
Uh, Well, Lyle, always good getting your update on what's happening so far as the political agenda goes and what's coming over these two weeks ahead. I'll encourage people to go along to the ACL website. Simply Google Australian Christian Lobby and you'll find a link there for the Stop the Genocide petition and you'll be able to arm yourself with some great resources so that you have a Christian understanding of some of the issues that our nation is facing. Uh, Lyle Shelton, great talking to you. Thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020. A pleasure, Neil. Thank you for having me. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.